You're listening to Matt Loves Cameras. I'm back with the first episode of 2021. In this catch-up episode, I'll be discussing eight reflections on my film photography in 2020, as well as eight things that I'm looking forward to doing in 2021. Also, keep listening for details of the next competition and collaborative zine. I'm Matt Murray, and this is Matt Loves Cameras. analog photography related. friends how are you i hope you are well wherever you are all around the world happy new year 2021 am i allowed to say happy new year because it's very late january and has have we gone past the threshold of when i'm allowed to say that i'm not sure but it is the first episode of matt loves cameras for 2021 in fact it's the first episode of the podcast for more than two months gosh uh, i decided to have a little break i just didn't realize it would be quite this long i actually had a couple of episodes lined up for December Uh, but one of them for example was about Christmas gifts and it got to about the 4th or 5th of December and I thought oh it's going to be too late for this episode by the time it comes out because people won't have time to to water the stuff from the episode so what's the point and uh, you know it was very busy in the lead up to Christmas and all of a sudden January rolled around and you know I've kind of had a few weeks off just sort of spending time with the kids Uh, we went up to the beach for a few days which was really nice also uh, was working from home for quite a bit of January as well. So um, when I had some spare time, I didn't really want to keep sitting in front of the computer here at home since I'd been working at home. But today, on Saturday, 30th of January, it is finally the time to get back in the swing and record another episode. Episode 41 of Matt Loves Cameras. And today's episode, it should be quite a short episode, I think. I have eight reflections on shooting film in 2020, and I've got eight things I'm looking forward to in 2021. So I'll be uh, just about to kick that off. And uh, at the end of the show, I'll be reading out a few little uh, let- emails and letters and things like that uh, I've had quite a few over the last couple of months. Uh, I've had zines arrive. I've had secret Santa presents arrive, little messages here and there from people. I'm not going to go through them all today because it'll probably take me about two hours to collect them all and (laughs) get them ready to read out. So I'll just read out a few and I'll do a few the next episode as well. So 2020, what a strange year it was. Of course, for many, many people all around the world, uh, it was an absolutely devastating year. People losing loved ones, people losing jobs. We were relatively lucky here in Queensland. Um, We didn't really have widespread COVID uh, transmission here in the community. We had a few little lockdowns, but they weren't very big. The employment market was pretty mixed and I actually had uh, trouble finding a job in the latter half of the year. So I was unemployed for four months, which was a little bit tricky to manage. Uh, But thankfully for us, my missus stayed in employment, which was fantastic. 
But here are my eight reflections on shooting film in 2020. So number one, I shot the most amount of film since 1998. Yes, I shot so much film in 2020, despite the fact uh, that we were kind of stuck at home for much of the year, working from home, spending the weekends at home. I actually managed to uh, shoot around 80 rolls of film throughout the year. Now, I know that since June, June onwards of the last seven months of the year, I actually sent 55 rolls of film down to my lab, Ikigai Lab in Melbourne. Uh, and then I did a tally of the other ones I shot in the first five months of the year. And I shot around 25 rolls of film before that. So around 80 rolls of film. Uh, so I don't think I'd shot that volume of film since around 1998 uh, when I did a, a, a trip uh, through Thailand and uh, Malaysia and India uh, and then wound up in England. So it was really an amazing year shooting that much film and enjoying seeing all those images as they land in my Dropbox. Uh, the second reflection is I shot the most amount of medium format film ever. Yes, you know, if you listen to the podcast for a while, you know that I haven't featured many medium format cameras. In fact, I don't think I've ever reviewed a medium format camera here on the show. I've mentioned a few that I've shot with, uh, most notably probably the uh, Holger, uh, the Diana, which was a complete nightmare, uh, but I, better, I, I will give that one another go. And my beloved Pentax 645N2, which I shot a lot last year. Uh, so I actually, through the Pentax, and a little bit through the Holger, but mainly the Pentax, I think I shot 17 rolls of medium format film, which is the most I've ever shot. Um, probably the, the the year with the second most immediate format film was probably the year my daughter was born, which was around 2008. Uh, I actually bought a Rollerflex Grey T, a beautiful, beautiful camera, uh, immaculate condition. And I think I shot a four or five rolls through that. Uh, so yeah, I've shot the most amount of medium format film ever. And certainly uh, keep, you know, make sure you subscribe to Matt Loves Cameras if you haven't because I will be doing a review of that Pentax 645 N2 in the next couple of months. Reflection number three, because I shot so much film, I didn't actually shoot that much digital. In fact, in 2020, I only shot around 5,000 digital photos according to my Lightroom catalog. Now, in previous years before that, say, I don't know, uh, 2017, uh, 2019, you know, I was, I was shooting well over 10,000 digital images, some, some years around 25,000 digital images. Now, it's a little bit of a, a trick, I guess, because um, that's Lightroom counts. I have all the RAWs and JPEGs separate in Lightroom, so many of those images would actually be duplicates. And many of them would be horrible photos that I should uh, spend some time going through and culling and deleting. Uh, but that just gives you a flavor uh, of how many, uh, how few, I guess, digital photos I shot in 2020, only around 5,000. So that's a marked uh, decrease. And I think it was because, and firstly, we didn't go anywhere. Uh, well, we did. We went a few places locally, but we didn't go overseas. We didn't go into states. And um, also, I was just enjoying shooting film. So there you go. That was reflection number three. Reflection number four, I really enjoyed producing zines, film photography zines in 2020. So I produced three zines all up. One was all my own work. It, of course, was every summer. And then the last two zines were, of course, from the two competitions that we ran on the Matt Loves Cameras podcast. So the first one was Pantastic and the second one was Sproctastic. And I'm really, really happy with the way both of those zines came out. And so if you did order the zine and pay for the zine, you should have it in 
in your hands right now. Well, maybe not right now, but you should should have it somewhere at your address. I have had lots of lovely messages from people. Uh, some have replied to, some I've just realised I haven't. So I will reply to those emails. Um, but it, thank you for letting me know that the zine arrived safely. That's fantastic. Uh, some people let me know by email. Some people let me know via Instagram message. Some people did Instagram stories about getting the zines. So it is fantastic to know that they've arrived safely. Uh, if you haven't had yours yet, please let me know. And if you haven't ordered yours yet, I still have copies of all three zines. Every summer, Pantastic and Sproctastic. And the feedback I've had from the zines has been really fantastic. So that's um, really, really reassuring <laughs> that people actually like them. Uh, both All the zines were a lot of work. Uh, Sproctastic in particular, trying to um, sort of work out how to fit everything in the zine. Uh, and then double, triple checking that I got everyone's name right and the cameras right and all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, so it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, but it was a lot of work. Uh, but I'm really, really happy with the end result. So if you do want to grab a copy of one of the zines, head along to mattlovescameras.com. You can grab for US and international orders. You can grab one of them for $13.95 in US dollars. That's including shipping. Or you can get both Sproctastic and Pantastic for $19.75 US dollars, including shipping. And you'll also get a Matt Loves Camera sticker and some nice little postcards as well. For UK orders, it's £10.50 for one of them or £15 for both, including shipping. And Australian orders, Australian orders are a little bit cheaper. It's $14 for one or $21 for both. And of course, every summer is $18.95 US. Um, the costs for that zine are a little bit higher because uh, the paper's a little bit more uh, more expensive. Uh, UK orders, it's £14.95. And Australian orders, it's uh, $22. Now, speaking of zines, uh, there will be a new opportunity to feature in the next Matt Loves Cameras Community Collab zine coming up very soon. A new competition will be announced uh, at the end of this episode. So stay tuned. Make sure you uh, listen to the rest of this episode. Don't pause it. Don't go have your dinner. Uh, Don't go feed your dog. Keep listening and you'll find out details about that right at the end. Now, speaking about zines again, uh, I also did feature my photos featured in another zine, not created by me. It was the Half Frame Club zine, which is a really, really cool zine. Half Frame Club, of course, is an Instagram account run by Dan Marinelli. And Dan puts together this zine, which is really fantastic. And I was actually really honoured to have... How many photos have I got in here? I've got one, two... I've got three. My three triptychs, all three triptychs appeared in the zine. So, of course, a triptych is an image made up of three different images. And I've got one triptych of an old car, one triptych of the beach with my kids in the middle, and another triptych of the beautiful scenery at Fingal Head uh, in New South Wales, all taken with my Olympus Pen F. Beautiful, beautiful camera. And, um, yeah, it's a really, really lovely zine. Uh, The zine's called Triple Cream Dream. I think there are still copies available. Uh, really wonderful photographers in there and me and also another familiar names in here Matt Evans of course Matt uh, is uh, I think he listens to the show but he, he certainly took part in the show he's entered Pantastic Competition and then he missed out on Sproctastic. Uh, that's why you should subscribe to Matt Loves Cameras podcast, guys, because you, you might miss out on these wonderful opportunities to take part in the in the Zine Collabs. 
Reflection number five. I turned my focus in 2020 more to projects. Now, I'm not sure this, if this was because, you know, we, we couldn't travel and we were stuck at home a lot, but I sort of started to think about my film photography and I sort of almost sort of changed over to thinking about projects, whether they're it's a project that has a zine as the end goal or just I wanted to take photos on a particular subject or a particular place. And I sort of started doing that a lot more in the past, you know, um, I guess the last few years, it has been a bit of a novelty in shooting so many different films and so many different cameras. Uh, of course, I, I've shot film before, you know, I, I originally started photography on film and then I had some flirtations with film around 2012. But as I got back into film around 2015, 16, you know, I sort of went crazy buying all these different cameras and it was just a thrill to see photos on film again and seeing negatives and 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 scanning and all that kind of stuff. But in the last year, in 2020, I sort of started to get a bit sick of that, you know, have, you know, taking a photo on film for the sake of taking a photo on film. Uh, and I sort of started to look more at projects. Uh, so, yeah, I've started, I've got a few projects on the go at the moment. I've, I've mentioned them here on the show. Um, I probably will do a, another show uh, all about this. Uh, but some of the, the projects I'm working on at the moment, I've got kind of one about tennis courts in my mind. Uh, I've got one about the Southern Downs in Queensland. Uh, and I've also got um, some uh, some photos, like they're actually slides from a trip I did many years ago. And I'm thinking about putting together a zine about that because there's quite a few good stories to go uh, with those images. So yeah, I'm sort of starting to think with that mentality now. And I think it, that will continue in 2021. Reflection number six, not being able to travel actually made me discover a lot of local places I'd never been to. So I, in the early days of the pandemic, I went to the usual haunts that I usually go to, down by the seaside, down to the lighthouse near me. But you know what? I was getting really sick of that. And when I was getting my negatives back and my scans, you know, the same old pictures, the same old boats, the same lighthouse. And I got really, really sick of that. So what this forced me to do was go local, but go to places I hadn't been to before. So I'd rock up to a suburb I hadn't been to before and just drive around, um, just drive through the streets to try and find interesting, uh, you know, beautiful flowers on a tree or old buildings or, or sort of old tennis courts or stuff like that. And, um, you know, looking back at my negatives uh, from the latter half of the year, I think that sort of local discovery uh, worked really well for me because I found a whole lot of places that I, I wouldn't have found that I think otherwise. So that was a real revelation to me. And I think I'll continue doing that throughout 2021. Reflection number seven, I did not do many shoots with people in 2020. I think I might have done, except for my family, I think I might have done one and that was on digital. Uh, so it was a very strange year, not, um, not working with people to take photos. Uh, you know, usually I might do some sort of model shoots or stuff like that for testing a lens or a camera or, you know, um, for when I write for digital photography school, sometimes I'll, I'll sort of uh, have a concept and I'll go out and do a shoot to illustrate that. So, yeah, it was strange um, not working and collaborating with people. So it become very much a solo kind of exercise uh, photography, uh, which, of course, has its merits. Um, you know, I find it very uh, meditative uh, uh, when I go out and photograph by myself. 
But I am looking forward to doing more with people in 2021, whether that's, you know, people shoots or whether that's uh, doing photo walks or stuff like that. And one event that's come up on the horizon uh, is the Cameraholics Fair in Brisbane. It was cancelled last year and I just had an email yesterday about that. So I'm sort of uh, asking about for some details, uh, but I might might have a stand at the Cameraholics Fair in Brisbane to try and sell some cameras and zines, which will be a lot of fun. Reflection number eight of shooting film in 2020. It was the year that I finally managed to sell some cameras. So on these little local discovery trips that I did around Brisbane, I would usually take a bag of cameras with me because I was driving. I didn't have to worry about carrying, you know, a big heavy bag. So I'd stuff my uh, my think tank uh, airport essentials backpack with, you know, seven or eight cameras. A lot, a lot of them were little point and shoots. And uh, what I do is I put test rolls through these cameras uh, at different locations uh, just to, you know, test what the camera felt like to use. And then, of course, when the scans came back, I had um, some nice images there and and sort of work out which cameras I liked, which ones I didn't, which ones I was happy with letting go, which ones I wanted to hold on to. And that's been really liberating for me because for so long, I've kept a lot of these cameras thinking, oh, you know, I want to keep that uh, to do a review on Matt Love's cameras. But uh, you know what? I'm sort of getting around to the way of thinking now is that, no, I I don't want to keep all of them. And it's actually really good uh, letting go and selling uh, some of these cameras. A lot of them are very similar sort of point and shoots. Uh, and really, I think that it, it's going to be good to to get a bit of money uh, together uh, from selling these cameras to, to buy a few little bits and bobs that I, I really do want. And, and of course, pay for the website hosting and the podcast hosting. And now the second part of the show, eight things that I'm looking forward to doing in 2021 with my film photography. So the first one is, as I've already talked about, a focus on projects. Yes, that's my number one thing. I want to continue to focus on projects. I have a number of projects in my mind and I want to continue taking images and working working on them and building a collection of images, you know, whether it's around a place or an idea or whether it's a collaborative um, sort of concept. Um, that's what I really want to do. I, I love shooting film, but I don't want to go out and just waste film, um, you know, digital. I can go out and waste plenty of frames on digital. Uh, I want to really concentrate on, on what I want to achieve with film. And um, yeah, so I focus on projects is, is a good way to do that. And I might actually, as I said earlier, I might actually do an episode about that uh, coming up very soon. Number two, I want to continue to sell more cameras. So I'll probably have, I don't know, maybe 100, 110 cameras. I really want to get rid of another 20 or 30 cameras in the first few months of this year. So yeah, that's something I really want to concentrate on. It does take a lot of time, of course, uh, to do a test roll and then to uh, photograph the camera and put it up on Facebook and then answer all the queries. Uh, I know it doesn't sound like it, but honestly, it's so it can be really time-consuming. And the amount of times that I've uh, talked to someone, a potential buyer, and you go back and forth a hundred times, and then they don't end up buying it. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people who do that. Uh, but yeah, I, I really want to get rid of uh, these some of these cameras because they're, they're just taking up a lot of room here in my home office, and I just really want to concentrate on uh, the cameras that I really like. I'm, I'm kind of over shooting film just for the 
sake of shooting film and buying cameras just for the sake of buying cameras I, I really just want a few ones that I really really love now which leads me to the third thing I'm looking forward to in 2021, and that is buying cameras. <laughs> now, you might say, what? You're just saying how you're looking forward to selling cameras. But yes, after I sell those 20 or 30 cameras, there are two or three sort of little bucket list cameras that I've been after for a long, long time. And you know what? I'm going to sell some of these cameras I've got here that I don't really want, and I'm just going to buy these other ones. I'll probably buy them off eBay, probably pay too much for them. But you know what? These are ones I've really been looking forward to playing with for a long time. And, you know, life is short. I just want to, you know, have those, get rid of those 20 cameras that are taking up space and have two or three ones that I really want on the shelf. Now, word of warning, these are not really expensive cameras. I'm not talking about an X-Pan, sadly. I'm not talking about a Leica M6. I'm not talking about, you know, uh, a Contax T3 or anything like that. The cameras I am talking about that I'm, uh, I've got on my bucket list, they're probably between, I don't know, $300 and $800. So they're significant sort of investments. They're not real cheap. But on the other hand, they're not really, really expensive either. They're not going to bankrupt me or put me in debt or anything like that. I'll be able to fund those cameras from selling the ones that I don't want hanging around the office here. Number four, I want to shoot with some older cameras. So in my collection, I do have a few older cameras. So I've got a Rollerflex T, I mentioned earlier this episode. Uh, I've got a Contaflex, a Zeiss Icon Contaflex, which is a big, heavy camera. Uh, certainly if you whack someone in the head with that, they probably be out for the count, I think. It's a big, heavy, metal, German camera. Uh, I've got an Enzyme Selfix, which is a camera from the 1930s that I put a test roll through late last year. And it it turned out really, really wonderful. Had some really wicked uh, blue light leaks. Uh, and I've also got a 127 camera I found. Uh, so I found somewhere in my stash, I found uh, a Bencini Comet. A Bencini Comet. So that was one of the cameras uh, that an old work friend in England, uh, she had three cameras uh, from a deceased estate, someone she knew. She knew that I loved cameras. She took them around to my mother-in-law's in Shropshire in England uh, probably about three years ago. And then it wasn't until last year that I went and picked them up when we were in England and I brought them back to Australia and uh, yeah so I found this Bencini Comet and um, yeah I, I took some images on 127 day which was on the 27th of January and I'm really looking forward to developing developing them and, and seeing what's on there. So that's on the list of what I'm looking forward to this year shooting some older cameras. Number, where are we? Can't find on my list. Number five, I want to create more zines. I'm really, really looking forward to creating zines in 2021. As I said, it was exhausting doing Pantastic and Sproctastic back-to-back in November last year and early December. And then, of course, all the orders rolled in, which was great. And then, uh, you know, making sure I had the right orders and the right envelopes and writing all the addresses up. It it was a lot of work. I really enjoyed it. And and I'm I'm really, really glad that people enjoy getting those zines. Uh, And I will be creating more this year. So my aim this year is to create four new zines, uh, two of my own. So two will be all my own work and two community zines. And uh, as I said earlier, keep listening uh, for the, the first competition. Details of the first competition are coming up very, very soon in the next, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes or so. Number six. So what I'm looking forward to about 21, more digital. I know that's a really, really odd thing to put on my list of things I'm looking forward to, but I am really looking forward to shooting some more digital. I feel like I sort of neglected that part of my photography in 2020. 
And, um, you know, I kind of want to, uh, you know, I love shooting film, but I kind of want to get more of a balance this year. Uh, so that's something that I'm, I'm looking to do. Number seven, I want to use more lights and strobes in my photography. So both my digital and my and my film photography. Uh, so I have a copy of Sandra Cohn's excellent book, creating the sorry crafting crafting the natural light look the one light approach to creating striking portraits with a strobe or flash so that's a really wonderful book um i sort of i've been dipping in and out of it uh but i I really love the advice that sandra's got in there and um yeah i'm really looking forward to taking more images this year both on film and digital with strobes and lights uh so that's sort of one of my little my little things i want to do and one of the things i'm i'm really looking forward to And number eight on the things I'm most looking forward to in 2021, more podcasts. Yes, more podcasts. I have an aim this year uh, of doing 30 podcasts. So that's, uh, what's that, five every two months. So two, one month, three the next. Uh, So I'm not doing very well so far for January. Uh, This is the first one of the year and it's right at the end of January. But I have so many ideas for podcasts, so many cameras to review, so many films, um, so many ideas and so many little things that I want to talk about this year that'll hopefully be uh, interesting and hopefully be helpful uh, to film photographers all around the world. Uh, So I still have the Pixelator I need to review. Uh, I've got Negative Lab Pro that I want to review. I've got this uh, Sandra Cohn book. Uh, what else have I got? I've got cameras galore, uh, film stocks galore, all sorts of things, uh, and a few little surprises and, and other bits and bobs along the way. So that's my, my, my goal for the year is to do 30 podcasts. If you would like to support this podcast, why not buy our data coffee? Visit coffee.com. That's ko-fi.com forward slash Matt Loves Cameras. And buy him a coffee for just three dollars. Yes, the coffee is still up and running. Uh, so if you would like to, uh, you know, uh, send a little donation my way to help with the running costs of the podcast, that would be absolutely fantastic. Uh, so I had a couple over the Christmas break. I had one from Zach in Seattle and Zach wrote a really lovely message. She put, hey Matt, I'm Zach, a 35-year-old educator in Seattle, USA. I discovered your podcast a few weeks ago, the same time I found an old Canon FTB in the garage or is a garage. Uh, uh, I love the fun and informative nature of the podcast. Oh, thank you, Zach. The step-by-step zine process epi was great. Please keep it up. And we actually went back and forth uh, quite a few times on Instagram. We had a good chat. Uh, so if you ever do want to ask a question about the podcast or anything, uh, you can you can hit me up by email, mattlovescameras at gmail.com, or you can send me a message on Instagram. So Zach is the motorcycle librarian on instagram so it's all one word the motorcycle librarian uh so he's got a lot of his great uh, images there shot on 35 mil film and a few on iphone we'll, we'll let him off for doing that won't we and um we had a great chat back and forth and um one of the questions zach asked is um you know how much do you uh alter your images or your scans uh, in the in your digital workflow, so we had a good chat about that. I think the 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 answer that I sort of subscribe to is they're your photos, and you do whatever the hell you want to them. You want to change the exposure, you want to clone stuff out, you want to change the white balance. 
your images, your vision, do whatever you want. Zach suggested that I do an episode on that and uh, it's a great idea and I'll, I'll work towards that as well. I also had another message on coffee.com forward slash Matt Loves Cameras from Bodek in Poland. And he says, hi, Matt. Based on your article, I was telling my friends from the... Uh, there's a Polish word here. Um, I've actually been to Poland, but I didn't go to this place. Um, Zedzin? Zedzin? I don't know. It's S-Z-C-Z-E-C-I-N. Zedzin? I don't, I don't know. Photographic Society. Anyway, there's a photographic society in this place that I can't pronounce. And he was telling his friends about zines um, based on the on the podcast episode I did last year about making a film photography zine. Uh, so thanks so much to Bodek uh, for his donation. And again, I sent him a little email, email and we had a chat. Uh, so it's really great to hear from people who are finding episodes uh, on the podcast and on the website, mattlovescameras.com, finding them useful and um, uh, sending me little emails and messages. It's, it's really, really nice. So four days ago, I received an email from a friend of the show and someone who's taken part in both Sproctastic and Pantastic. It is, of course, Francois Lavadure from beautiful Canada. Hi, Matt. So how are things going? I haven't heard from you in a while. I hope all of your family is well and safe. Yes, we are. Thank you so much, sir. I hope you are well and safe too. Here, the COVID situation is pretty scary, so I'm staying home and avoiding going outside. I can't say it's the best photographically, but I feel I'm better off safe and bored than the opposite. Yes, absolutely. And and once again, uh, just reading Francois's email, I'm reminded about how lucky we are here in Australia. Um, yeah, gosh, uh, it, it's, it's still such a worrying situation all around the world. Continuing Francois's email. The government put a curfew in, so evenings are really quiet. But at minus 23 degrees Celsius, I wouldn't be tempted to go outside anyways. Gosh, stay safe. Uh, from Francois. Thank you so much, Francois. I haven't replied yet, Francois, but I will be sending Francois an email tonight, uh, probably just before this podcast lands in everyone's podcast apps. Uh, so I'm just going to do a minus 23 Celsius. How, how cold is that? That is minus minus ten degrees Fahrenheit uh, for people who who whose minds work in Fahrenheit. That is extremely cold. Uh, you know, here in Brisbane, we I don't think we ever go down below freezing, below zero degrees. So to get to minus twenty three is is just quite extraordinary. Uh, in fact, the only temperature colder than that lately I've heard about was uh, in our film podcasters chat group. Uh, Sherry Christensen in Alberta said it was minus twenty eight. Uh, so on that particular day, it was minus 28 Celsius in Alberta and it was plus 28 Celsius here in Brisbane. Uh, so 28, what's 28 Celsius in Fahrenheit for my American friends? It is uh, 82. <laughs> so just a little bit of a difference there. Um, so yeah, um, and we're kind of over summer though. Um, it's been very warm, humid, a very rainy summer. Uh, so we're kind of, kind of over it and uh, waiting for the cooler weather to kick in here, probably around March or April. Gosh, that didn't sound too good, did it? That is the that's a little point and shit I got here. The Canon Sure Shot Z155 caption, the caption edition. You can put cool little captions on your negatives. Not sure why you'd want to do that, but anyway, uh, that's a camera that I will be playing around with in the coming months. But it, yeah, it didn't sound too good, did it? But it, it does work perfectly fine. The next letter, here we go. 
JM Golding. Hi, Matt. I just received my fantastic zine. How wonderful. There is definitely something inspiring about seeing the images in print. Great job on the design too. And the text font is a perfect fit. And what a treat to receive mail from Australia. Thank you for your note and for the pod, for the postcards and sticker. I like your jacaranda tree very much. Oh, well, thank you so much, JM. That's from a future zine called Rod Gold. Uh, I'm excited to hear that you found another 127 camera. Yes, the Bencini Comet. Especially since 127 Day is less than two weeks away. Uh, so this email was from a couple of weeks ago. Thank you for all your hard work in running the plastic pano competition and putting together the zine. Seeing the zine actually inspires me to hope for a 20 2021 version though i'll have to get a pano mask for my ansco panorama before then uh stay safe and well jm thank you so much for jm golding uh and of course you can see jm's website jmgolding.com and of course jm is behind 127 day which we, we've just had 127 day uh but there's still time there's still quite a lot of time for you to get your your stuff together for the next 127 day which of course is in july is it in july Yes, of course, it's the, the 12th of July. Sorry, I couldn't think of that. I couldn't think there for a second. Uh, 12th of July is the next one, two, seven day. So plenty of time to try and find a Kodak Brownie Starlet or a, or a Bencini Comet or another one, two, seven camera. Maybe maybe you could find a nice Yashica or a Rollerflex, uh, baby Rollerflex or something like that. Uh, so there you go. Now, speaking of people who've received the zine, there was quite a few people who shared with me on Instagram. Well, they put a story out and tagged me in it saying they received their fantastic and or sprocktastic zines. Unfortunately, Instagram only uh, keeps them in my kind of highlights for like 30 days. So I've lost some of them. Uh, so apologies to you if I don't include you in this, but I've, I'm kind of, I've kind of lost some of the, the, the records of these, which is a bit annoying because I, I didn't add them to a highlight on Instagram. But we had Dave, the old camera guy. He shared some images of the zines arriving in Ohio. We had George, of course, from the On the Streets podcast. Uh, the zines arrived in London. Fantastic. We had the lovely Roxana Angles uh, do some really nice little videos showing all the goodies she got from me. We had Dale Delusions of Competence, uh, and he loved the. He sent me a message. He loved the. I sent him. I sent Dale. Dale sent me some uh, English chocolates uh, last year. So I sent him some cherry ripes, which are uh, an Australian delicacy. The cherry ripe. It's it's a really very flat chocolate bar it's dark chocolate with cherries mashed up cherries and coconut uh and i also sent him some caramello koalas as well uh, not knowing exactly what dale liked but dale loves cherry ripes so there you go it could be it could be a big export market a post post brexit export market um <laughs> exporting cherry ripe chocolate bars to england um english english chocolate's actually a lot sweeter than australian chocolate so i don't think there's too many chocolate bars the the english and the scots and the welsh and the northern Ireland. Uh, would enjoy too much if they tried uh, our chocolate out here. But Cherry Ripe is is a uniquely Australian uh, chocolate bar. Who else? I'm looking through here. Oh, Alan Ma at the Film Sweats, of course. Alan, a big supporter of the show. Thank you so much to Alan for sharing his images. I'm looking through these highlights. Who else was there? Who else shared that they got the zine? Um, Matt Evans shared that he got his zine. Um, who else? Anthony let me know that he got his, as did um, friend of the show, Matthew Joseph. 
Oh, as did a newer friend of the show, Michael Vickery, over there in Perth, Western Australia. I think he was one of the first people to get his. Uh, so I think, yeah, I think that's most of the people who've let me know. Um, who else? Um, oh, uh, I don't know. I, I think we had, had so many messages. And as I said, uh, I didn't keep track of them too well on Instagram. But thank you so much for everyone. I love it when people, uh, you know, tag me in their images of the zines they received or anything else. Uh, it's always fantastic to hear from people. So thank you so much. I also had a very short but sweet email from Joe Baker in England. Uh, Joe ordered both zines, Sproctastic and Pantastic, and he let me know in the middle of January. The zines arrived today. They look great. Many thanks. So thanks so much to Joe. And that was another email when I was in holiday mode and I haven't replied yet, uh, but I will reply to Joe. Now, I was going to talk about uh, the Secret Santa stuff, um, both for the Emulsive Secret Santa, the stuff that I sent and the stuff that I received. And also there was an Australian one through a Facebook group here. Uh, but you know what? I'm actually going to save those stories until the next episode because uh, I've sort of spoken for 10 or 12 minutes about different emails and different people contacting me. So I think I'm, I'm going to leave it here for this episode. Uh, a fairly short episode of Matt Loves Cameras. Uh, there's just one more thing to do, and that is the, the announcement of what the next project will be. Can we get a drum roll? That was a terrible drum roll. Uh, But the next project will be all about not a camera. It will be based on a film stock. And that film stock is the weirdest, wackiest, amazing film stock out there, in my opinion, at the moment. And it is Lomography Purple. It is such an amazing film stock. I've shot four rolls of Lomo Purple, uh, the 2019 formulation of the film. I shot four rolls of that last year through a an Olympus Pen FT, which of course is a half frame uh, camera. I shot a roll of 120 Purple through my Pentax 645. And then I also shot a couple of rolls, one through a Vivitar Ultra Wide and Slim and another through the Canon AF35 ML. And I love this film so much. I have, of course, done reviews of other kind of weird and wacky films on Matt Loves Cameras before, some of those pre-exposed films. Uh, But to me, Lomography Purple just blows these films out of the water. It is such an amazing film. And it is the closest thing out there, really, to something like Aerochrome that we we can still buy. So that is what the next project will be based on. The next uh, competition, the next collaborative zine, if we get enough entries, it'll all be about Lomography Purple. So there'll be more details in the next episode of Matt Loves Cameras. That's going to be coming along hopefully very, very soon. I'll be doing a review of Lomography Purple uh, based on the images I've shot with it and give you some information about it. Uh, But if you want to get in quick um, and get in on the ground floor of the next project, it is all about Lomography Purple, either in 35mm or in 120 You can shoot it uh, however you want, or in 110 I think they make it in 110 as well. So if you've got a 110 camera, you can also get a roll of it for 110 uh, in 110 film. And um, that's what the next project will be about. At the moment, I think this will this project is going to take place over February, March, and April. Uh, so three months, February, March, and April. Now, for my friends in the Northern Hemisphere, I know that the light is at a bit of a premium at the moment. 
moment being uh, winter. But of course, it's a variable ISO film. You can shoot it anywhere from 100 to 400. Here in Australia, I've been shooting it mostly at 200 uh, just for a, for a little bit of middle ground, you know. Uh, but there you go. So go out and grab a roll or two of Lomography Purple and there'll be more details in the next episode of Matt Loves Cameras about the next community collab project. I would love you guys to be a part of it. I've really, really enjoyed all the, the camaraderie and all the fun of Pantastic and Sproctastic in 2020. And I'm really looking forward to doing two, at least two community collab projects uh, in 2021. So the first one will be uh, Purple, Lomography Purple. The second one, I'm thinking about rerunning Pantastic. So let me know what you think. Would you like to see Pantastic come back later in the year? I'll probably run that over the, the Northern Hemisphere summer months, which would be the Southern Hemisphere winter months. Uh, but there you go. That's the plans at the moment. Uh, but certainly that first one is locked in. Lomography Purple, February, March and April. So get some film and uh, start snapping away. I think that's it for this episode. I hope you have enjoyed this kind of catch up show. I'll be back with a review of Lomography Purple in the next episode. And I've got so many more episodes, film reviews, camera reviews, all that kind of thing. I would love it if you subscribe to Matt Loves Cameras on your podcast app. I would love it if you left a review of the podcast somewhere or if you tell your friends about it, that'd be wonderful. If you want to get in touch with me, it's mattlovescameras at gmail.com or you can follow the Instagram account for the show, Matt Loves Cameras, and send me a message on Instagram. And of course, you can also, if you'd like to uh, send me a little tip or a little donation, you can go to coffee.com, that's ko-fi.com forward slash mattlovescameras. That's it for this time. Take care. Cheerio. Goodbye. Forward slash Cassie NMZ. Check the show notes for the link.